today's scripture reading comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 9 to 13. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There are five major milestones in Jesus' life. Uh, those are baptism, transfiguration, crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. And these are, these are five major events uh, that happened uh, in Jesus' life. We saw the transfiguration last uh, Sunday uh, when we reflected that spiritual experience on the mountaintop is good, but it is not enough to deal with our life challenges. So we should ask God not only to give us a wonderful spiritual experience, but also at the same time, equip us and empower us to be able to deal with the daily situations and challenges uh, of our lives. So that's what we uh, reflected on. And today we are dealing, we are looking at uh, Jesus' uh, baptism story, which is another milestone of Jesus' life. And we see a similar thing uh, going on in this story as a story of transfiguration. In transfiguration, the disciples saw uh, Moses and Elijah, and then uh, from heaven they heard a voice, but in Jesus' baptism, they saw heaven uh, torn apart. Uh, the spirit descended uh, like a dove. And then there was a voice, you are my son, the beloved with you, I am well pleased. I mean, it's a wonderful scene. Uh, they experience, uh, wow, uh, you know, it's a, a heavenly experience. It's a wonderful. But right after, today's story was very short, right after the spirit immediately, I mean, it, it emphasized immediately. And the word that he, uh, that Mark used was, uh, Ekbalo, uh, Ekbalo meaning when Jesus cast out demon, demon uh, he, uh, he used the word Ekbalo. And then with same intensity, same violent uh, force, the, the spirit which, uh, who descended uh, on Jesus like a dove so gently, now with violent power and force, drove Jesus out into the wilderness to be tempted. I mean, in short passages, Mark just put these two together. And he even doesn't talk about temptation, the content of temptation. So uh, that's why I like uh, Mark, uh, one of my favorite books uh, of the Bible. But it is short, very precise, to the point, but it has a powerful message. It is uh, the uh, gospel that it was written for, uh, first, before Matthew and Mark, uh, Luke. And then he describes uh, right there that when the, 
I mean, Jesus was there experiencing heaven. And then soon, immediately, Jesus was thrown into the wilderness in the reality of temptation. And then I realized that that's our life. That is our life. That is my life. And that is your life. You experience good. I mean, when you praise, you feel like you're in a different world. You know? Uh, you experience the holiness and the presence of God and the glory and everything. As soon as you walk out of this sanctuary, you're faced with the temptation of the world. In every daily living, you are faced with the reality of temptation. And I realized what Bible says is my life. What Bible says is our life. Life is a mix of good and bad. You cannot always expect the good. And you, you won't always stay on the good. You won't always experience inspiration in your lives. And many times you will experience the dark reality of temptation and challenges and difficulties and hardships. And I was thinking about what is temptation? What is basic core meaning of temptation? Is temptation the power to make you do what you are not supposed to do? Is that what temptation is? Is a power to make you do what you're not supposed to do? You're on a diet and there's a delicious pizza right in front of you, especially 11 at night. Should I eat this or not? Oh my goodness, right here. I can smell it. I can just take just small slice. Pizza is your temptation. You've decided to do exercise every morning, and in the morning you get up, ah, oh, today, especially uh, these days, so cold, too cold, 16 degree or minus 23, unbelievable. Oh, I don't want to go out and walk or run or anything. Just one more sleep, one more hour of sleep. That sleep is your temptation. Is there, it is a power to make you do what you are not supposed to do. Mark does not describe the details of Jesus' temptation. But Matthew and Luke do. You know the famous story of Jesus' temptation in Mark and Luke, I mean, Matthew and Luke, uh, Jesus told, uh, I mean, uh, Satan told Jesus to turn the bread into stone, and then he took the, uh, the temple and then uh, went up to the pinnacle. Why don't you throw yourself up? Uh, and then uh, nothing worked, so he took him to the high mountain and showed and uh, to the whole world, I'll give you this if you bow to me. That was temptation that Jesus had. And then 
I read, read a few times and then realized that it had, it had nothing to do with the power to do what you're not supposed to do. I mean, Jesus turned. I mean, Jesus fed 5,000 with two uh, loaves of bread and five, no, five loaves of bread and two fish. So, I mean, Jesus easily could turn a stone into uh, bread. So, it's, not the, it's nothing to do with the power to make you do what you're not supposed to do. Then, what is temptation? What is temptation? And as I read uh, those uh, temptations again and again and again, and uh, one statement, one phrase kind of jumped out uh, on me, and that was, Satan kept asking Jesus, if you were the Son of God, if you were the Son of God. That passage, that comes out every time. If you were the Son of God. Satan wanted Jesus to prove himself that he was truly the Son of God. Ah, that gave me insight or clue to understand the reality of temptation. I learned that temptation is basically questioning our basic identity. Temptation is questioning my basic identity, who I am, who we are. In a sense, what was Jesus' biggest temptation? In that sense, what was Jesus' biggest temptation? It was not in the wilderness. What was Jesus' uh, basic temptation, you think? Jesus' basic temptation, the, the, the greatest temptation was the cross. Cross was his last and the final and the greatest temptation. When he was up on the cross, the people were ridiculed him. People ridiculed him and say, if you are truly the Messiah, why don't you save yourself? If you're really the Son of God, why don't you show to the whole world that you can do that? Why don't you just come down and save yourself? You saved others. Why don't you save yourself? Show it. Prove it about who you are. Let me read the exact quotation. He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now so that we may see and believe. As I read the scripture, Jesus did not do anything to prove himself. He was silent, quiet, and he breathed his last breath. That's it. Finished. Jesus did not say, hey, I am. I can do it. He didn't do that. He just sat, quiet, died. Strangely, after he died, a centurion, seeing all that, he said, he said, he was truly the son of God. Centurion. Jesus' identity was 
identified by the centurion. Jesus did not do anything to prove himself. Jesus' identity was not what he claimed or what he achieved. Jesus' identity was declared by God and the centurion recognized Jesus' identity. That makes me think, what is my identity? Is my identity what I claim or what I achieve? If my identity is what I claim and what I achieve, I'll be very, I'll, I'll, I'll be living a very tiring life. I'll be always tired. Always, I have to prove myself to other people who I am. Hey guys, see, this is who I am. If I cannot do it, I, I may even force it. I may even disguise it and deceive it. Whatever it is, I want people to see me this way. In life, sometimes our identity is attacked. Who we are is attacked. We experience a situation where we feel like we are nobody, worthless, ugly, and undesirable. These days, I don't even want to look at my mirror. And when I look at it, gosh, when did you get so old? And then I don't want to take picture taken, so don't take <laughs> my picture. I, want, I like to take picture, but I don't want to be taken. When I look at my goodness, what happened to your hair? <laughs> And I say to myself, oh, I got to take care of my hair before I stand up in front of people and talk. We are scared of feeling like that. So we try to prove ourselves in whatever we do. We want to define who we are. You're smart. You're funny. You're powerful. You're attractive. We are good, we are religious, we are special. I am special. Oh, that's tiring. Especially if you're not smart. <laughs> and trying to be smart, that would be really, really tiring. Soon our harsh reality hits us and makes us feel that we cannot hold on to what we like to define ourselves with any longer and we feel uncomfortable and we feel like we are losing our grips on our life. My friends, when you are in the moment of trial and temptation, if you can recognize, if you can recognize that, all the identities that you like to paint yourself with or false identities, false identities, or at least temporary identities, 
they are with you for a while and disappear soon. If you can recognize that in the hour of temptation and trial, then you will come out of temptation stronger, bigger, greater. But if you don't recognize that, even in your temptation and trial, you'll come out smaller and more miserable. At the baptism, God declared that Jesus was the Son of God. That was God's declaration. It was not something Jesus achieved. It was not something Jesus had to prove. The identity of Jesus was the gift of God. Hallelujah. Your identity is God's gift. You are the child of God. You are sons and daughters of God. That's gift. That's what God gave you. That's not something that you achieved. When we go through difficult times, sometimes we wonder about who we are. We have doubts about who we are and what we can do. We lose sometimes confidence totally about ourselves. But let us not forget that you are the beloved son and daughters of God and that doesn't change. That doesn't change. This is what Isaiah said. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Whose are you? You're God. You are mine. Our identity is not what our circumstances gave to us. Your achievement did not give you identity. Who you are is basically God's gift for you. Our identity is not what we made up arbitrarily. It's God's gift never changes. So we need to continuously and constantly go back to that basic identity. And starting from there, all other small identities just come and go. The most important identity that you need to hold on to is that you are God's precious child. It was a busy day yesterday. After early morning prayer at 6.30, we had a session meeting at 8 o'clock. At 9.30, we have BON. And at 12 o'clock, there was a wedding. So quickly, I just put on tie and then attended our wedding service. After the wedding, everybody left. I was all alone in this church, in my office. And all of a sudden, this question came to me. Can you do it? Can you do what you want to do? Or is it unrealistic fantasy 
retreat. I lost all confidence. I lost all power and I even lost a taste for the ministry for the moment. Do it over, over, over. No change. And then I went back to that basic identity. I am God's precious child and God has called me beloved. And God called me to persevere, to continue. When I went back to the basic identity, again, I could have confidence. And then I finished this sermon yesterday. And then quickly, I got only five minutes. When I was done with the sermon, I had five minutes and then went to the reception. When you face challenges of your life, when your identity is crushed, demolished, whatever that may be, as a musician or as a professional, whatever it is, when that is crushed, there is stronger identity underneath that you are the precious child of God. Go back to that and you can build yourself back again. <clears throat>